Welcome back, DVR Podcast listeners. It's Heath Solo here with another edition of... What? What? What, Bill Kava? The Film List. Yeah, Mama, the film list is back. Hello, everyone. Heath Solo here, and we're back counting down my 500 favorite films of all time. Gosh, it's November. COVID's running rampant. We got a new president. Hopefully, the old president will leave soon, sooner than later. But uh, we are excited. Uh, holiday season's coming up, and. Uh, it's going to be a weird one. It's going to be a weird one. Probably going to be indoors. It's going to be cold. But you know what? We have something to look forward to. Our nation unifying and we're taking on a new chapter so we can put this virus to bed and move on with our lives. And so why not? While you're moving on with your lives and, and you need something, hey, Heath Solo here. We're the filmless. So you can be like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Heath Solo. Maybe not at 1.5 speed or 2 times speed. Maybe just at regular speed. So we're counting down my top 500 favorite films. And we last left you with 455, which was the film Feeling Minnesota. And as you know, at the end, I'm just going to read off my top 1,000 favorite films. No explanation, just reading them off. And I can't remember... Because I know I did 1,000 to 991. I can't remember if I did 990 to 981. So I'm going to give you a double dose. I'm going to give you 20 films at the end. So at the end, I'll just list 990 to 971. Just to catch you up on the back end of the film list. But we're only talking about 500 down to 1. So let's start this parade. Whatever. So, coming in at 454 is a film, kind of like an action thriller, like crime mystery. Came out uh, September 17th, 1993. I did not see this in the theater. I saw it like a VHS rental uh, one night, and it was fantastic. So, here's the trailer, and we'll talk about it. Dead body in the water. We fished it out. Victim's name is Cheryl Putnam. I thought he was dumped up river late last night. Whoever killed or hung on to it for a while before he mailed it. How do you know? Uh, I used to be a homicide detective. Bruce Willis. How do you not know? Detective Thomas Hardy. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy? Infamous. Infamous. Was once the most decorated officer on the Pittsburgh police force. Yeah, you're a talented guy. You can be anything you want to be. I like my life just the way it is, Pop. It's John Mahoney. Until he broke rank. Loyalty of all else except honor. And told the truth. There's a Pittsburgh cop that killed these girls. Just ask these guys. Now. I got you this job after they took your shield. We have a rescue 9221. This is base. Party, please come in. 921, guys. He's got a new assignment. Hey, a new partner. Hi, it's nice to meet you. I've never had a woman partner before. Neither have I. <laughs> and a river 
full of dead bodies. We're in pursuit of a murder suspect, maybe armed and dangerous. This is not your case, you understand me? Dennis Farina. They should have never put him in the water if they didn't want him to make waves. Upstairs. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Officer Hardy was not uh, out of control and dangerous. Put the bodies in the river so I'll find them, Nick. He wants me to find these girls. Bruce Willis. You just won't let go, will you? Hardy, behind you! Sarah Jessica Parker. Thank you. No, I should definitely be thanking you. You know, I just, I just thought of a way that I could probably thank you. Boy, you got to be so careful in this life, Tommy. Very careful. Striking distance. Damn right, it's striking distance. Yeah, baby. Striking distance. Coming from a police family. Tom Hardy, not the actor we know today, but the character Tom Hardy, ends up fighting his uncle after the murder of his father. Tom believes the killer is another cop and goes on the record with his allegations. Demoted then to river duty, kind of like McNulty in The Wire, the killer taunts Tom. Directed by Rowdy Harrington. Rowdy Harrington and Marty Kaplan wrote it. It stars. Look at this cast. It's freaking phenomenal. Oh, Bruce Willis as Tom Hardy. Sarica Jessica Parker. Dennis Farina. Tom Sizemore. Robert Pastorelli. Timothy Busfield from Life is 30 or whatever that was. 30 is everything. Or whatever that sitcom. Uh, John Mahoney. Andre Brower. You know, little Mike Hodge as Captain Peterman. Oh, we got a little Robert Gould as Kesser. Gareth Williams as Chick Chicanis. So, yes, striking distance. Bruce Willis, decorated cop, is shunned to river duty. And it's very, uh, it takes place in Pittsburgh, the river. Uh, very Atlanta, uh, Atlanta monster. Uh, child murders, you know, early uh, late seventies, early eighties feel to it, with you know dumping the bodies in the river. Um, really good twists in this film. Um, my boy Tom Sizemore, the late great Dennis Farina, phenomenal. Ah, good cast: Erica Jessica Parker reaching her prime. This was you know at least I think four or five years before Sex in the City, but she's great. Uh, I really love this film. Watched it on VHS. And uh, it's just, you know, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Good action crime theater, uh, thriller. Uh, the budget was 30 mil. Opening weekend, it made 8.7. Uh, it only grossed 24.1 million. Huh. So I guess it didn't do well. Um, again, it said worldwide gross, 24.1. So I, I'm assuming there's some worldwide gross missing. Uh, but domestically, I guess it you know it went on it came in under budget that's too bad because it's a really good film uh you know it's not die hard but it's 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 really good so a little striking distance comes in at 454 all right the next film is one of my uh films on the countdown that i put that came out in the summer of 1995 now what happened in 95 well i finished my sophomore year at syracuse and that summer i went to la to do a internship at a uh, post-production company called, what the hell was it called? 
The Post Group. That's right. Uh, so it was the summer. I lived in Westwood Village where UCLA is. Didn't have a car. Uh, good friend Catherine drove me to work. Uh, Kathy Romerall. I haven't seen her in, God, a long time. Uh, she would drive me to work, drive me home in her convertible uh you know and, and then on the weekends uh there's some of my fraternity brothers were out there so they'd pick me up and we'd go out or whatever but a lot of times i had a lot of time to myself and i didn't have a tv i was reading magazines and working out uh kind of like you know stallone and rocky four but i you know i'd go over to ucla campus run around the track run up the stairs and but westwood village is pretty cool because they well on wilshire in Westwood, there's a theater that has shows like used to show four or five movies. But in Westwood Village, you had like five different theaters that showed one movie. So I would walk down, you know, get some lunch, go to Schlotsky's, or uh, there's a great buffet place that had like sushi and tempura and all kinds of good stuff. So I had a lot of time to myself <laughs> during this time. And so the summer of 95, there was a lot of movies that came out. And I would go see them once or twice because i didn't have tv so it was like i literally sometimes i saw a movie or two uh multiple times uh but it was it, it was it was a good experience i was i must have been 20 at the time yeah i was 20 years old and uh going to see movies so this next one is a summer is falls into the summer of 95 heath solo's westwood village summer and uh it's a film that is cute uh it's well done it's always on uh, me and my sister would always quote it. Uh, we, we, we both loved it. So um, I'm going to play you the trailer, and then we'll talk about it. It came out July 19th, 1995. So it was like I had to, like, because I left in August to go back home, and then a month later went back to for my junior year at school, at college. So uh, this film, God, summer of 95. Here we go. So, okay. Like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? And it's like, when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? People came that, like, did not RSVP. So I was, like, totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, squish in extra place settings, and, like, people were on mismatched chairs and all. But by the end of the day, it was like, the more, the merrier. And so, if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. Wow. You guys talk like grown-ups. Oh, well, this is a really good school. way harsh. He gave me a C minus. <laughs> well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Hello? There was a stop sign. I totally paused. You tried driving in platforms. Oh, oh. should I write them a note? <laughs> should I write them a note? Ew, get off of me. Oh, Cher's got attitude about high school boys. It's a personal choice every woman has got to make for themselves. Cher is saving herself for Luke Perry. Cher, you're a virgin? I mean, I'm not prude. I'm just highly selective. I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. Nice stems. Thanks. What the hell is soundtrack? Says who? Calvin Klein. Yo, you get on the freeway. Get on the freeway. Just like me. 
okay? Uh, I'm fine. doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. <laughs> I'm gonna be a supermodel. So the film is Clueless. Yes. The comedy romance. Saw this in the theater in Westwood, of course. Uh, directed by Amy Heckerling. Uh, shallow, rich, and socially successful Cher is at the top of her Beverly Hills High school pecking scale. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher first coaxed two teachers into dating each other. So Amy Heckerling directed it and wrote it. Uh, stars Alicia Silverstone, uh, Stacey Dash, uh, young Brittany Murphy, the amazing Paul Rudd as Josh, Donald Faison, uh, Alicia Donovan as Amber, Brecken Meyer as Travis, Jeremy Sisto as Elton, rolling with the homies, Dan Hadea, you know him. And then uh, little uh, Herb Hall as the principal. We love Herb Hall. Uh, Justin Walker-ish Christian. Which was kind of like, he was like playing like the Jason Priestley 90210 role. But um, yeah, it didn't quite. Uh, and Wallace Shawn as Mr. Wendell Hall. Uh, Wallace Shawn is character actor. Great, great actor. So yeah, Clueless. Um, probably a surprise to most of you, but I really, I really love Clueless. It just... 95 it was beverly hills it was kind of like i mean you watch it now and you're like oh my god i don't know if this movie would do well 20 years uh, in the future but in 95 it was uh it was kind of cool and then i remember because i was staying you know i was in california and i went to um i can't remember if it was the westwood westwood have a mall or south of westwood a little bit there's a mall where they shot at and i remember going to it and be like oh my god they shot clueless here um and yeah, like I said, me and my sister would always go back and forth. But Rolling with the Homies is a song that me, my cousin Stacy, Sandy, my sister, we loved. We loved the soundtrack. And when I was at my cousin Sandy's wedding, uh, was it? No, it was my sister's wedding. Jesus. It was my sister's wedding. I was a groomsman, and my cousin Sandy was a bridesmaid. And we, and our entrance music was Rolling with the Homies. And. Um, so just kind of a little, you know, little family thing here, but yeah, a little clueless action. Uh, what else? What's the budget? 12 million opening weekend made 10.6, made 56 mil. So this was a hit and Alicia Silverstone was in her prime and at this, oh, and I, you know, I forgot it was striking distance. Uh, damn it. Oh, well, strike a disprite, but awards. I forgot about the awards people. This is, this is the favorite part of the film list. Uh, okay, so... Oh, it won Blockbuster Entertainment Award. Favorite female new, favorite female newcomer, Alicia Silverstone. Uh, it won Chicago Film Critics Award. Most Promising Actress, a nominee, Alicia Silverstone, did not win. Kids' Choice Awards nominee, Alicia Silverstone. MTV Movie Awards, Alicia Silverstone won for Best Female Performance. Most Desirable Female... Best movie uh, uh, nomination. It won the National Board of Review. Alicia Silverstone won uh, National Society of Film Critics Awards. Winner, Best Screenplay, Amy Heckerling. New York Film Critics Awards, Best Screenplay, Amy Heckerling. 
Writers Guild of America got nominated for the screenplay. So it didn't win any golden schmoes or golden blows or whatever, but it actually got some pretty good awards. And this really, this film really did a lot for um, Alicia Silverstone. So backtracking, because you know, looking up the awards is one of my favorite things. Uh, I have to look up awards for striking distance, and I don't see any. So there you go. Maybe that's why I didn't talk about the awards. There wasn't any. They didn't win a, a darn thing. Well, Tom Hardy, you know, what do you got to So Clueless comes in at number 253. All right, so coming in at 452. Okay, it's a film. It's not the greatest film in the world. It was supposed to be like the greatest film, the biggest hit of all time. You had an older actor, veteran actor who, big star, love, and a new up-and-coming actor who has become like the top of the decade in the 90s. And so it was the perfect match, but it didn't go too well. So here's the trailer. We'll talk about it, and I'll tell you why the reasons why it's one of my favorite films of all time. Okay, come on, preview. Well, it's not much, but it's dry and it's warm. All right. Hey, fix for work. I'll start tomorrow. Good. Very decent of you to put me up like this. No worry. Welcome to America. So, don't you think it's lovely here? You're from Belfast? Aye. Aye. He was welcomed into their family. Mom said dinner's ready. That's a lovely dress you have on there. Are you married? And trusted as a friend. <laughs> but something in his past... Do you ever feel guilty about it? ...has brought the danger home. Who are you? Did you bring this into my house? I need that money, Tom. I need that money, Tom. You hid in my basement. The only thing I can think of is guns. Like the one my wife had jammed in her face. Francis McGuire, a.k.a. Frankie the Angel. I have been given the authority to use any means necessary to bring closure to this issue. You're going to kill him? understand why he's doing what he's doing. If I was eight years old and saw my father gunned down in front of my family. You're on your own here, laddie. I love him. You love him too, don't you? There is no way out for him. He's gonna die if you and I don't do something. So The Devil's Own came out March 26, 1997. I was a, gosh, I was a senior in, high, in college. A police officer uncovers the real identity of his house guest, an IRA terrorist in, in hiding. Excuse me. Oh, get so excited. I'm burping. Uh, directed by Alan J. Pecula or Pacula. 
I can never pronounce his name. Writers, Kevin Jarry, David Aaron Cohen. So, oh, excuse me, my gosh. Harrison Ford is Tom O'Mara, Brad Pitt is Rory Devaney. We got Margaret Collin, Reuben Blades, Treat Williams, George Hearn, Natasha McElhorn. I fell in love with M- Natasha McElhorn in this movie. Uh, she was great. I actually dated a girl in uh, uh, high school, uh, college, uh, that looked just like her. My God, spitting image. Oh, little young Julia Stiles as Bridget O'Mara. Uh, David O'Hara as Martin McDuff. We've got a little David Wilmot as Desi. Everyone knows Desi. Uh, all right, The Devil's Own. So I bought the poster. It's got a cool shot of Harrison Ford looking at the camera, Brad Pitt profile. I actually, my senior thesis film, Drive, the poster is me and my buddy Paul Kermizian, who co-starred with me, and I did the, we did the same Devil's Own type poster. I love this poster. It's it's one of the biggest stars of my childhood and beyond, Harrison Ford, and then the amazing Brad Pitt who's coming to his own. We, you know, we had Legends of the Fall Seven, Interview with the Vampire, uh, soon to be Fight Club. Uh, but Brad Pitt was, you know, the man. Uh, it actually looks like a little Chris Hemsworth in that picture. Um, so this was going to be like the best movie ever. Like I, we, me and my buddy Tim in, in Syracuse, we. We often bought movie posters before the movie came out, and we we always get duped. Um, he bought like the, the he's a big David Caruso fan, and he bought the poster for Jade, like it was going to be the biggest. And then you know the movie wasn't that great, and so we always had this little thing going on. I remember the last poster I bought before a movie came out. Oh my god, it was the Peacemaker George Clooney? Because I was a huge Clooney fan from ER. And I was like, oh, The Peacemaker. I bought it, put it up in our apartment, and yeah, the movie wasn't that great. But The Devil's Own. So the story of this. So we're at we're at Cuse, and you know I got classes, and it's senior year. And uh, two of my really good friends who were juniors that year, uh, Yale Hannon and Joe Lynch, and Joe Lynch uh, and Yale Hannon, they they co-wrote the uh, the story, uh, the film Everly. With uh, Salma Hayek, Joe directed it. Joe's a you know director in Hollywood is doing very well for himself. Probably the best of our you know Syracuse connections there for those couple of years of film school students. Uh, Joe's a great great guy, very talented, and he's done a ton of movies. Uh, and uh, so me, him, and Yale were like, screw it. We, we didn't go to class. We decided. I said, I got my. Let's get in my car. Let's go watch The Devil's Own. So we went in the theater and saw it. At Syracuse. And then when we had the class, I think it was two days later we had a class. It was a pop quiz on what we covered in that class. And we had no idea what, because we didn't go. We, so we just wrote on the quiz, the devil's own. And that, I actually wrote it on, I don't know if they did, but we joked, I'm just going to write the devil's own because that's where we were during class. But uh, I guess there was a lot of script problems with this film. Uh, I I heard, I mean, th- this is 90s rumors, but that Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt didn't get along or they didn't agree with where the character was going. They were rewriting the script as they were shooting. Uh, so that's where it had some of its problems, but it shot very well. There's some great slow motion with Harrison Ford. and I mean, it's just, um, I don't know. I, I dig this movie. It has a lot of history with me and, yeah, it was supposed to be like amazing, but I've seen it at least four or five times, and I own it, and uh, you know, saw it at Syracuse in a movie theater. But uh, I love The Devil's Own, 
it, it's too bad because it could have been really, really good. But I, I still think it, it was actually better than what people, uh, um, you know, the critics said of it. Um, let's see. Let's one nomination. That's it. Oh, popularity's up on IMDb. It, the stinker, the stinker's bad movie awards. Most annoying fake accent. Brad Pitt. Well. It was for seven years in Tibet. It wasn't even for frickin' Devil's Own. Well, he tried the Irish accent here, and I guess seven years in Tibet. Didn't have the greatest accent. This, yeah, this is the around the time where Brad Pitt tried to do accents. They didn't go too well. Even in Sleepers, which was you know, a year or two before this or a year before this, his New York accent wasn't the greatest. You know, what are you going to do? I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, his, poor Brad Pitt. His accents weren't the greatest. Uh, then he ditched them all together and became... Uh, which was smart. Uh, so let's see how it did budget-wise, uh, box office-wise. So, God, the budget was $90 million. Uh, made 14.2 opening weekend in March '97. Gross in U.S. was 42.8, so it was well under. But worldwide, it made 140.8. So I guess they probably expected about a $250, $300 million movie worldwide. Didn't happen. Uh, it probably, I mean, I know with budget and gross, it says it made money, but there's different facts. So it, it probably pretty much broke even, maybe lost a little. So the Devil's Own coming in at number 452. All right, our next film coming in at 451. Another Harrison Ford movie. Look at this back to back Harrison Ford movies. It's a film, I guess it was a graphic novel. Uh, You know, we'll have to see if... I can't remember the response. I think some people liked it, some people didn't. I love this movie. I thought it was awesome. Uh, So here's the trailer, and of course we'll talk about it. Uh, A little Harrison Ford in this. You know, so... You gotta gotta love it. Universal DreamWorks. It's not your lucky day, stranger. Turn around and start walking. I said, turn around and start walking. Asking me. 
Cowboys and aliens, folks. So, Cowboys and Aliens came out July 29th, 2011. I saw this in the theater. Uh, a spaceship arrives in Arizona, 1873, to take over the Earth, starting with the Wild West region. A posse of cowboys and natives are all that stand in their way. Director is John Favreau, writers Robert Orsi, uh, Alex Kurtzman. Uh, Daniel Craig, he puts on the hat in this trailer, in this movie. He looks like Steve McQueen. Freaking, that's why I think I instantly was like, this is awesome. It's Jake Lonergan. We have Harrison Ford, of course. We got Abigail Spencer. Uh, we got Clancy Brown, Paul Dano, uh, Adam Beach, Sam Rockwell as Doc. We have, uh, Brian Duffy as the deputy, Olivia Wilde as Ella Swenson, Keith Carradine, God love, Chief John Taggart. Cowboys and Aliens. Now, I didn't read the graphic novel. Um, I freaking love this movie. I saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig looking like McQueen, Olivia Wilde, the West, aliens invading. It, it kind of has a West Westworld feel to it. Uh, Well-directed. I, I freaking love this movie. I saw it a bunch of times, and I own it. Love this film. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, you know, I, I can't remember the buzz. I think it was mixed mix and match uh for the most part it um it wow the budget was 163 million bucks opening weekend made 36.4 it only grossed 100 100.2 in the u.s and worldwide 174 so it wasn't the hit they thought it would be god i seem to love movies that weren't box office hits but you know what that's the film list, baby. That is favorite films. Uh, but I love this film. I mean, I know some people had problems with the third act, but, um, man, I love this film. Uh, a lot of nominations for uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards, the ensemble cast, uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor in the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, the Saturn Awards. Harrison Ford got nominated. Uh, Art Directors Guild, Fantasy Film, okay. Golden Schmoes, there it is. Golden Schmoes Awards nominee, biggest disappointment of the year. Did not win, though. Um, so I guess a lot of people found it disappointing. Uh, Jupiter Award nominee for Best International Actor, Harrison Ford. Uh, you know, a bunch of stunt awards. Yo what the hell's a yoga awards? All right, it won a yoga award. Worst foreign actor, Harrison Ford. Uh, for crossing over extraordinary measures in morning glory. Great. It wasn't for Cowboys and Aliens, so who cares? All right. So, <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. I love it. Comes in at number 451. All right. So, this next film is from one of my all time favorite directors. I love this film. Saw it in the theater. It didn't, I guess it didn't have as many rave reviews. I don't know. You know, at this point, it's just, you know, movies get so panned and uh, whatever. I, I really like this movie. I thought it was uh, inventive. It really 
set the bar. It really took some chances. Um, yeah, here's the trailer, and we'll talk about it. My name is Benjamin Barton, and I was born under unusual circumstances. Oh, Brad Pitt doing an accident. While everybody else was aging, I was getting younger, all alone. This trailer is just music and clips, but visually it's stimulating. Oh my god, Fincher just knows what he's doing. I was hoping this trailer had a little more dialogue, but it does not. So, okay, the trailer wasn't <laughs> the best one, but uh, as you can see, it, it, you can tell by me rambling, a th- almost a three-hour movie. Uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button came out December 25th, 2008, or t- 2008. Saw this in the theater. I was in Pennsylvania visiting for Christmas, and uh, me and my, I remember my sister was sitting next to me. And it's funny because, uh, well, okay, Benjamin Button, Tells the story of Benjamin Button, a man who starts aging backwards with consequences. David Fincher directed Eric Roth story and screenplay. Brad Pitt as Benjamin Button. Kate Blanchett as Daisy. Julia Ormond. Uh, Elias Kodis. We had uh, got a great cast. Jason Fleming as Thomas Button. He's a character, uh, I believe he's British. Very good. Um, Tara P. Henson. Uh, and Mahershala Ali. I mean... Come on. I, I, if Talk about two of the great actors now who, you know, just getting their start, but big movies for them. Uh, great cast. David Fincher. It's freaking awesome. I mean, he's my sec. I, I'm a Tarantino guy. Fincher, Fincher could be number one. He's like 1B for me. Fincher and Tarantino, my two guys. Um, but, yeah, we, we it's funny because me and my sister, we saw this movie – in the theater, I think my whole family, uh, and then we were in church, and, <laughs> and there was this baby, and he had like this pl- in church, and it had this plaid getup, and my sister goes, "That's Benjamin Button." It just it was, was kind of had to be there, but it's pretty funny. But our favorite line we still say today uh, is, "I'm seven, but I look a lot older." You know, Brad Pitt with his little uh, mini body as an old man, but him smiling in the mirror. Uh, the special effects were great. Um, it was basically like a dark Forrest Gump, this film. Uh, <laughs> but I I thought visually this film was unreal. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan, Kate Blanchett, etc. Um, 
it's you know it's a little bit of a slow burn but it just you know it, it really um is a story of uh man it just it, it just really hits you and it's like what if and just the fact that he's a kid in an old man's body and then goes the opposite way aging uh just uh just truly remarkable i believe tilda swinton is in this as well um but this movie i i just think it achieves so many things and it i guess it's not looked upon like i never hear anyone talking about this movie um i think it's worth a rewatch and and, and to and to really take it in not so much as a box office hit or a you know uh again a lot of a lot of these movies on the countdown right now, like movies I thought were going to be bigger than they were, but I still love them. Uh, I try not to listen to critics so much just because, you know, critics are critics and, you know, people hate things. They hear things. Uh, 2008, I guess there was some stuff online, but not as much as today. But I, don't know, I enjoy this movie. And a lot of times enjoying a movie is who you like in the movie, where you're at, who you see it with. There's a whole... Um, thing to it but I, I really enjoy this movie and it's one of my favorites um, so it made let's see 150 million dollar budget a lot of it I'm sure was special effects and Brad Pitt's price tag uh, made 26.8 opening weekend uh, it grossed 127 but worldwide it grow it grossed 335.8 million so it was a hit um, uh, Warner Brothers and Paramount um, so it did do well worldwide. So, um, Hey, you know, it wasn't a bomb. Uh, Ooh, it won three Oscars. Probably some visual stuff. So let's see the Academy Awards. It won best achievement in art direction, best achievement in makeup and best achievement in visual effects. Nominated best picture, Kathleen Kennedy, one of the producers, uh, best performance by actor in a leading role, Brad Pitt was nominated, and of course he won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Finally, uh, Taja P. Henson supporting role. Uh, David Fincher was nominated for directing, writing, and screenplay was nominated. Cinematography, uh, Claudio Miranda, film editing, costume design, uh, original score by Alexandra De Pla, and best achievement in sound mixing. So it really did get academy award um yeah i just couldn't remember i remember i guess i remember some people saying yeah it was okay but it, i mean it, critics did love it so that's good uh golden globes best motion picture it, it didn't win anything but nominee uh best motion picture brad pitt best actor fincher director screenplay and score bafta it won best makeup and hair best visual effects best production design uh with a bunch of nominations uh, Screen Actors Guild, of course, everyone was nominated. Uh, it won some Saturn Awards, Best Fantasy Film, Best Supporting Actress, Tilda Swinton, Best Makeup, um, AFI Awards, it won Movie of the Year, uh, and a bunch of others. So Benjamin Button, baby, comes in on my favorite film list at 450. And we'll end it there today. I'm going to cut it off at 450, so... Um, so what we had today, let's see, at 454 was Striking Distance, 453 was Clueless, 452 was The Devil's Own, 
451, Cowboys and Aliens, and 450, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. It's funny because Devil's Own had Harrison Ford to Brad Pitt, Cowboys and Aliens, Harrison Ford, 450, Brad Pitt. I did not do that on purpose. It just happened, and I'm glad it happened. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to count down, since we're counting down my 1,000 favorite films list only, 500 to 1 is talk. So coming in at number 990, Small Town Crooks. 989, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. 988, Red State. 987, Gone with the Wind. 986, Scarecrow, and that's with Gene Hackman and Al Pacino. 985, The Patriot. 984, Tree of Life. 983, Iron Man 3. 982, Magic Mike. And 981, Love at First Bite. I can't remember if I mentioned that in the last pod, so I'm going to give you ten more. At 980, White Sands. That's Mickey Rock, Samuel L. Jackson. 979, The Girlfriend Experience by Soderbergh. Uh, 978, Independence Day. 977, Rocket Man, the Elton John film uh, biopic. 976, John Wick 3. 975, 127 Hours. 974, Sling Blade. 973, Contagion. 972, Atomic Blonde, the action flick with Charlize Theron. And coming in at 971, as I mentioned, Mayhem, uh, a film directed by my buddy Joe Lynch that stars Stephen Yen, Stephen Vien from Walking Dead. So there you go. All right, folks. Well, uh, I'm glad I gave you a little film list for November. I'll hopefully we'll do one in December uh, as well. And just remember... Stay safe out there, and uh, keep your hands to yourself, okay? Yeah.